Welcome to Take a Wonder with Shebs, the show that features some of the biggest travel bloggers, TV and radio personalities and journalists from all around the world. Each show aims to take my guest on a wonder and uncover topics that may not be discussed on their platforms or in the media, whether that's the state of travel blogging and journalism as it is today, or whether there's enough diversity within the industry. Perhaps what impact technology and social media have had on content creation, or in general the impact of current affairs on the industry. I also try and find out the journey behind each individual's success, as this is more important to me than the actual travel. This episode I speak to the founder and CEO of Gallivant Radio and the travel advocate, Miri Metema. Miri, welcome to the show. How are you and where in the world are you? Hi, Shebs. I am good. Thank you for asking. I am actually in Johannesburg, South Africa. People might not know this. We are connected because of the radio. We'll come on to that shortly. Just explain a little bit about yourself as people might not know who you are. Okay. I am a Zimbabwean and I am a travel journalist, marketing specialist. I'm a lot of things. <laughs> we'll come on to your work, actually. I just want to ask you the first question about how you actually fell in love with travel. So just explain your story. Oh, that's such a difficult question. Um, I think growing up, family and all that, we would, every school holiday, we would travel. And yeah, we would go like domestic travel. This is like going to Big Four, going to Zambia, going checking out the little uh, spots around the country in Zimbabwe. And yeah, just, being out there, like in the middle of nowhere, discovering things, trying out new food, getting to meet new people for me was like, wow, you know, travel is awesome, you know. And then uh, life happened and there was a good spell of like zero travel at all. And I realized that travel made me happy. So I was like, you know, I actually need to put more of an effort into this. So travel then became my escape. You know, so every weekend when work was driving me crazy throughout the week, I would just take the weekend off, go fishing somewhere in some little town, or, you know, I just go, like, hey, you know, let me try out this new cuisine from this local neighborhood I've never seen before. And yeah, it just grew from there. You're from Zimbabwe, but you now live in Johannesburg, South Africa. So how did you first move across to Johannesburg? And not many people might be aware of this, but you've also, you're also a mother, aren't you, as well? So just explain that. This is like my entire life story, literally. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, my parents passed away when I was in high school and my I'm sister was living this. in South Africa already. So by the time I was done with my A-levels, which is like final year of high school, for those who don't know A-levels, um, I then came to join her here you know and yeah so she's living in South Africa and I realized I'm still trying to figure out if I wanted to stay here so you know I would visit you know other places to see okay do I really want to visit out apply for jobs in certain countries and yeah and I realized actually I'm comfortable here I understand this place so I ended up just you know settling here um but I would still use uh, my little travels you know holidays and all that to go see you know, what the world um, was really like. And yeah, got married, had a daughter, got divorced, you know. And yeah, so it's just me and my five-year-old. And through, I think through all of that, I realized that being a traveler 
the world opens for you. Like you understand life differently. And I realized that I wanted to build something that she would actually enjoy. So I'm trying to get her into the, the love of travel. She loves the beach so far. So that I think that's a winner for every family. <laughs> but yeah, pretty much life story. I'm sorry to hear that you said your 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 parents passed away early on and mm-hmm. I guess the challenges facing for anyone losing their parents and trying to make it in a foreign country away from your own country, which is actually a struggle. So not many people who have people who have who haven't traveled across to a different country, mm-hmm. they might not understand. So I guess the challenge for you to sort of in your mindset to succeed. And you said you got married, you've got a, a five-year-old daughter. I guess I want to ask you the question about how you became a travel journalist and working in the media, because some of the work you've done over the over the years is very admirable and you've had so much success. So tell us how you got into travel journalism. You know the saying, necessity is the mother of all invention. <laughs> Literally, that is what it was. Um, I was working in marketing for the longest time and I was miserable, you know, to, to say the least. And I realized that actually working full-time for someone else wasn't for me. It wasn't conducive. And this is like 10, 15 years ago where I just realized that I wasn't, I wasn't being fulfilled in where I was. And I was trying to find a way to be happy you know like you know where you, your soul is happy everything about you is happy so life went on and I decided I brought in travel you know to find that you know sense of relief and in that I then started freelancing so I, I quit my job and I was like you know what I'm doing this I am gonna freelance I'm gonna you know control my finances and my time because for me time was so important and yeah after a couple of uh years of freelancing and then the marriage the divorce and I realized actually um I needed time you know so I went back to the travel you know traveling with a little person isn't exactly the easiest thing so so but I, I knew I needed to prioritize it in my my little travels here and there I I started writing about my experiences but less about, oh, I did this and I saw this, but more of I experienced this hotel and this is what I've learned and this is what they could do better. I experienced this country and I see that, you know, these are the challenges that they could face with international travelers. And in that process, a lot of brands started to notice what I was writing and they said, hey, you know, are you willing to come and, you know, write about us? And then hotel would just invite me to stay for the weekend to write about the things that they were getting wrong and what they could do better. So it was more of a learning experience for them. And and in that, you know, got to travel to a number of countries, got to write about my experiences. And I realized that this is a niche. This is not something a lot of uh, travel media or media in general are writing about Travel is the world's largest industry. And I'm like, why aren't we talking about African travel? Like, how, why are we behind in attracting international travelers when we have so much to offer? You know, clearly we're not positioning ourselves well. And the, you see the, the marketing side of me start to <laughs> come in there. And yeah, I got a website and just started writing about all the things I noticed. I started doing research on the industry and 
eventually I was like, you know what, I can't do this for free. And I can't expect brands who are trying to develop themselves to cover my expenses, to do this sort of thing. So I thought, you know what, let me actually produce something that can earn me income. So I started writing research reports. And it's really just my own insights on this is the stats of what's going on in a certain industry. This is what Africa can do better to attract them. Um, one of them is film tourism. Another one was a comparison between uh, Amsterdam, you know, where uh, it's well-renowned for its uh, marijuana use, you know, so, weed and all that. And meanwhile, Lesotho, tiny country in South Africa, landlocked around South Africa, and it is a huge producer of marijuana. And I was like, wait, how are they producing so much, but they're not raking it in financially, you know? I was like, maybe this is a positioning issue. Uh, maybe it's a policy thing. So I started digging into it. I wrote reports and yeah, people started buying it from me. I was like, hey, <laughs> this is actually an opportunity. And then I then began to see what I was doing as a full-on business as opposed to just me having fun writing about my travel experiences. And that is what I now call Gallivant Africa. It's an amazing journey. So you've come all the way through. And the thing is, you also mentioned that you, you quit your job and you started to go freelance. And it takes it's a bold move to do that because, to, yeah, absolutely. Because when you have something quite secure and making that first move is always difficult. And yeah. it's obviously paid off because... We'll come on to now Galavan. You just said they're Galavan Africa. Now you've decided to take Galavan Africa and expand it and evolve it even further. And this is where Galavan, I guess Galavan Media, Galavan Radio comes into the fold. So just explain your vision, your intention initially behind Galavan Radio and why it was so important for you. To, why was it so important? for the market in Africa and I guess the travel industry, the travel media itself? Yeah, that is... A, it's a loaded question, a, I know. <laughs> it's so loaded. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think back. Okay, so this couple of years ago, probably 2017, 2018. So this was early on when I started Gallivant Africa, when I started taking it seriously and I started writing reports. And I was just looking at the industry itself, and I realized how expensive it was for small brands to get exposure. So the guys who were really punting themselves across media, TV, radio, print, it was the multinationals. You know? So they come into Africa, they set themselves up really well, and they've got a huge budget. Now, for a, a small African travel business, it's a lot harder. You know, They have to scrape around, you know, probably get a business loan, whatever it was, just to promote themselves um, just as well. Or if anything, they'd have to rely on digital advertising. And that doesn't really give you the leverage, doesn't give you the millions that you need to see. And I was like, you know what? There has to be a better way of doing this, you know? And just looking at the way, you know, media happens um, in the country and just like in the region, I was like, you know what? People really listen to radio, like everyone is on radio. And the the radio DJs, radio hosts are rock stars, you know? So if they said, hey, we are going to go on a little road trip, 
people will follow that road trip, you know, and they want to know more about where they're going, what they're doing. And I was like, you know what? What if there was a dedicated radio station that literally just talked about travel 24-7, you know, talking about where to go, what to do, affordable places to go, you know, your budget travel, your luxury travel, and also just talking about the business side of the travel industry, looking at aviation, hospitality, you know, the new tech that's coming out for business. So it was, but in my mind, it was a platform that is tailored to anyone and everyone. So positioning the, the DJs, the hosts, as the rock stars who are literally just diving into travel. And as it's as it went through, in my mind, I was like, you know what? But I don't want it to be limited to South Africa, you know, or to Southern Africa. I want it to be a pan-African thing. You know, so have people based in East Africa and West Africa, then how with time zones, how would that work? <laughs> like there must be a software out there that um, brands use or something that can allow for people in different places to all use the same platform. And in my mind, I just kept thinking, okay, Skype, you have a conversation with someone, you know, have you and I can have a conversation right now. Meanwhile, you are based, you know, 10 hour flight away. <laughs> and you know, I was mulling over it, had chats with friends, and they're like, that was so not work. You know, radio, like locally, you listen to radio in your car. And I was like, but there's a lot of smart cars that are out there right now that you can tune in to like an iTunes or some platform where you can listen to online radio. And they're like, yeah, but, you know, there was always a but. And for me, I was like, no, there is a solution to this. There is a way to figure this out. Just going to interject. So did you try and go to other companies, other organizations and pitch the idea. So through my, I was like, you know what, backup plan, let me go and pitch the concept. Let me try it as a sample, you know, in an established radio station and just have a dedicated show to talk about travel. I did my samples and I went and I pitched to all these station managers. And yeah, the resounding answer was no. <laughs> uh, like, who are you, you know, and like, no, we already cover travel in some aspect, you know, but it's like a five minute segment. It really does not cover anything whatsoever. So I was, I had to find a solution. to it. it was hard. I can tell you it took months. I even pitched to TV stations as well. And I thought, hey, maybe TV as well. But no, no, my ideas fell flat. <laughs> when you look at the station now, now, I've got to be a bit biased because I actually work for Gallivant Radio as one of the hosts. So when you asked me to be part of it, and I thought to myself, how is this going to work? I'm based in the UK, the station's in Africa. Would I have to move to South Africa? You told me, no, you can actually host from your home. And we the plan is going forward for you to travel on the road, host the shows, and that's the modern way of doing it. And I was thinking, I don't know, really, is this really going to work? And then I noticed other radio stations actually doing the exact same thing as you had planned to do yeah. because of the pandemic. And I thought to myself, actually, it probably would work. And then when you told me the vision and what the aim and I guess the, the goal going forward, I was yeah. instantly hooked. So <laughs> to tell people... How challenging it has been, because I know, but tell people how challenging it has been over the last couple of years to get to this position. 
oh my word, do you have wine or something? That is like a conversation all on its own. <laughs> oh, it has been such a long journey. I think um, I got divorced 2018, right? 2019 was, yeah, a mess. 2020 pandemic came even worse. And I was freelancing. I mentioned I've been freelancing for a very long time. So that was my bread and butter. So you can imagine travel and marketing. Those are like the two industries where finances just went down completely. So now I was looking at minimal revenue and I was like, okay, I need to be more effective with my time and with my resources. And I, I still had this vision for Gallivant App, Gallivant Radio. I'm like, no, you know what? I have to do this. I have to find a platform that works. I have to find team that can work with me just to understand the vision and that can carry it through. And yeah, I think there was a lot of stop start, stop start, where, you know, I'm expecting funds to like help keep us going. And then the funds just don't show up on time. And I'm just like, really? So, so yeah, it has been an uphill battle. And, you know, at the, my, my little person was such a toddler and she's, you know, when you have a little voice in your ear and you're just like, now you know I'm dealing with like huge problems so there's a lot going on a lot of stress a lot and that's like pandemic and making sure that your family's safe and making sure that you know uh, things continue after I think it, it was just a lot of hard things I think you and I had a lot of conversations on about that about everything that was going on and to get to this place I can tell you now it took a lot it really took a lot but I think with every startup every small business you have a lot of ups and downs but I'm glad that we've been stable for a couple of months now and we're actually starting to grow which is exciting you know my, my heart is still like oh don't hold it hold it you know don't let anything happen but well, that, no, well that's the thing we are growing as a station I saw the numbers the other day I was thinking oh my goodness actually we're getting a lot of numbers for the fact that we've not we've not had the marketing budget people might not know to promote ourselves and this is where we will eventually we, we will and also for, for myself to see yeah. i mean if i went to for example a, a big station here in the uk and said i would like a breakfast show they'll just laugh me out the room so for me to have my own breakfast show is yeah. just a, a dream come true and, I, and, and you're doing so well thank I'm you so well, proud of you oh thank you thank you but to grow a station it just it needs momentum and it, you just need to do the shows I think that's what you said to me when you said yeah. to me just do the shows it will come in the thing is there isn't a dedicated travel radio station out there yeah. when I'm hosting it, I'm always saying it's the only dedicated travel radio station in Africa and that's the thing yeah. just explain to people because you when you went to an event the other day people yeah. were coming to you thinking oh my god you're Mary aren't you you're from Elevant Radio <laughs> And you weren't expecting that considering there were other broadcasters out there that were national. There were other influencers who had bigger numbers. But why do you think they were coming to you? Is it because we are traditional, we're a radio station, and the fact that we're dedicated to travel? Do you think that's the reason why they were coming up to you and saying, come with us, give, we're giving you the VIP treatment? The power of word of mouth is, is incredible. Um, having... I think I've made a point of making personal relationships with uh, brands in the industry. So being invited to that event, you know, I knew that there would be people in the industry, like everyone in the industry kind of knows each other, but I was like, no, you know what? It's, it's, 
at least I'll know someone when I get there. And being there, you're seeing all these national broadcasters, you know, the big wigs who getting a million listeners is not a big deal. You know, it's like small change to them. And getting there and seeing C-suite guys come to me and say, hey, is this you? And thankfully, I had my mask in fact, with my name on it. And they're like, wow, you know, because they couldn't notice, you know, when you're wearing a mask, you couldn't tell who people are. But they saw me and they knew me and they were so excited. They're like, Africa's only travel radio station? Like, that's a big deal, you know? It's not every day that you meet someone who started something and that it's it's growing and it's being so even though I our numbers don't match theirs in any way or form, but the fact that they could have a one-on-one conversation with me was huge. You know, being invited to other trips, you know, where brands were like, no, you know, come join us on this trip. And you're like, really? Like me? Like, you're not talking to those other guys with the millions of followers? But they're like, no, what you have is special. What you have is valuable and you need to keep doing it. And for me, that was like the stamp of approval that I needed, you know, to keep going and to, to not give up because it's exciting. It's really exciting what, what Galavan Radio can do. Once we get those numbers, it's going to be insane. You know, our travel on the continent is going to grow. We know, because we researched into this, only other one other travel radio station that we found anyway. We couldn't yeah. find a dedicated one anyway, but not find anything else. But even, I mean, you do have television platforms that do have yeah. shows that are dedicated, but not necessarily talking though no one's talking for hours and hours so that's what makes it exciting and to hear that people are excited and that's the thing the opportunities now is endless and you do also have other you've had other opportunities actually you've actually gone and taken Galavan Africa to television in fact you've you filmed a pilot is that right yes we have filmed we filmed our pilot last year I think the interest was there like way before. And even that is like an incredible story, you know, um, a Pan-African, actually international, they linked to, um, to an American broadcaster and the their African broadcaster, their MD came to me and said, hey, you know, um, we see what you're doing. Would you be keen to have your own show? And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and this is me. Can you imagine coming from, pitching and pitching and pitching and just being turned down flat for the MD, not just like the content manager or something. No, the managing director set up a meeting with me and said, hey, we like what you're doing. We like the content you're doing. Can you do want to do this with us? You know, you have your own show, prime time. Nobody gets prime time, you know? And yeah, so this year we're going to be filming with finalizing contracts and all that. But yeah, we're going to start um, filming the full-on episodes. It's going to be an annual thing. So 50 episodes a year. 50! Because <laughs> that's a lot of shows to get through it's in a year. A so you're going to be shows. super busy. In fact, I don't, in fact, I'm not even sure if I'm going to get time to see you, maybe. <laughs> With all the film, you're going to be a superstar on TV. You're literally going to have to grab me on the road. Like, okay, let's do this. <laughs> Vision is still Galavant Radio as well. So you want the radio, you want the TV, you want everything all interlinked, don't you? I guess almost sort of say that like all the other big corporations, they have one thing, but they grow. It's like you've got the big tree, it's the branches then, don't you? It's, it's, I'm assuming that is what you want. You want different branches exactly. within Galavant Africa. Since I became a, a broadcaster, and I think we've spoken about this off air, of course, but just the recognition I've received 
thing is, when you tell people you're a broadcaster for a dedicated travel radio station and they look you up, for some bizarre, and it's weird because I've not changed as a person, but they, they yeah. res- all automatically give you the respect. Mm-hmm. And I've had, this is, I guess, one of the perks, free meals, they've taken me to this, yeah. free this. I'm like, what's going on? I, I, like your I, New York thing was incredible. Yeah, hey? New York <laughs> thing as well. So I go to New York and then people are saying, come here, come here. And it's like, not just that, <laughs> by the way. I've had opportunities just outside of that as well. So writing and we've still got lots of things to do in terms of where we want to be, but we will get there. So I would say to people, stay with us, tune in every, because it's the only that as, as we're growing with our audience will grow with us. Challenges would you face then? I guess competition might be the one thing, I guess regulations. What is the biggest challenge do you think that Gallivant Radio faces? Always capital. I think everything else would kind of fall into place. You know, I think the legislation around um, internet radio, online radio, I think is getting better, more in our favor. Um, I think getting the finance to be able to do that. I think in a way it's still a challenge because, I mean, we don't have a marketing budget. I think you and I and the rest of the team, we are the marketers. You know, being able to talk about what we're doing and places we're going. And yeah, I think that for me, just having consistent, not that there wasn't any capital, but it was consistent capital and that it could carry us all as we are trying to grow. And yeah, but I, for me, I'm just thankful for our audiences just to keep going and that people can actually, you know, give me a heads up or I'm sure they do to you too with like, oh, you know, are you going to be talking about this topic anytime soon, you know? Or just people who are really keen to be a guest on the show and they they are talking about it. So having really high profile guests, you know, like ministers who said ministers of tourism who said they're really keen to to be a guest on the show, talk about what they're doing in their countries, it's it's exciting. And I think that for me is way more important than any of the other challenges that we could face. It's like let's just be consistent. Because if we're consistent, then our audiences are consistent, our guests are consistent. And then things will just grow. Things will just fall into place. And now it being the our first official year of being consistent, <laughs> for me, is like most important thing. That foundation, having that foundation for me is priceless. Being a podcaster and being a broadcaster is completely different. So people so, don't realize, oh, it's just on another level in terms of how you have to broadcast a show. So you have to follow certain rules and et cetera. Yeah. And I was... I had an interview the other day, someone asked me, what is the difference? And I said, how long do you have? Because I could be here all night talking about it. So <laughs> I guess for you as well, did you have any, I guess you didn't have any broadcasting experience beforehand, did you? No, other than normal audio podcasting and, you know, doing Instagram lives, you know, Instagram. <laughs> you and I have a history with Instagram as well. But I think for me, that was my only main sort of, you know, like being a guest on a TV show is very different from you being the interviewer, you know? And I've done TV interviews as a guest. I've done radio interviews as a guest. Um, Yeah, I've done production, you know, behind the scenes filming TV shows and all that. But it's very super different from when you're the one who's now trying to produce this episode, the show, whatever it was. So, yeah, it was hectic. But I, I was, I think, same for you, being very willing to learn and being willing to have big ideas, to see how can we do this better? How can we be more creative about what we're doing so that we are different, you know? Because 
our unique selling point is at the end of the day all we have. Well, I, for me, I'm going to be biased. I hope the success continues and Gallivant Radio grows, Gallivant Africa, Gallivant Media grows because yeah. it's going to be, <laughs> as I said to you, it's making waves now and mm. just imagine what we'll be like in a year's time. So here's to the success for Gallivant Media, Gallivant Africa. Just want to quickly move it away from that. I just want to ask you quickly a little bit about your, I guess, your personal experiences of travel itself. So whilst you've been traveling, what have you gained from it? What would you say has been your most transformative travel experience? Oh, man. Like, where do you get these loaded questions? <laughs> um, I think a lot of my travel has been, especially in recent years, a lot of my travel has been focused on the business side of Africa's travel industry. And I think that's where, like, our tagline even comes from, you know, discover Africa's vibrant travel industry. And for me, that vibrancy was so important because it broke my heart that people didn't see Africa. You know, when I would have conversations with international people, you know, Western people, they look at us and look at Africans, they're like, the dark continent, you know, it's filled with war, filled with poverty. And I'm just like, that's like a small percentage of the continent as a whole, you know, there's actually a lot of beautiful things that you can see, that you can do, a lot of amazing ex- once-in-a-lifetime experiences, and people are missing it. So every journey I've been on, I've been in that mindset, like, how do we do this? How do we do this better? And for me, you know, dealing with personal challenges, I was like, you know what, how do I find, you know, just peace of mind, you know, and just being mentally and emotionally well again and yeah I actually found us on a trip to Seychelles I spent eight days there and it, that was like my one of my dream destinations just looking at the pictures I was like this place is incredible but being there I was like no you know what this actually really is an incredible country and people are sleeping on it you know people are not actually seeing what's out there you know taking the experiences so for me, I was like, you know what? If I had any purpose in life, it is for people to see how amazing Africa is and also to equip other Africans to position themselves better so that they can attract international travel. And actually, you know, you can make a lot of money from the travel industry if you do it right, you know? So, yeah. What would you say then travel means to you then? Travel to me means well-being. It means, you know, that kind of escape that you know fulfills you you know like if you are sailing on a boat or if you are skydiving you know that adrenaline rush is so exciting for me that is travel whether it is a local trip an hour away out of town or whether it's like a a whole 10 hour flight you know just being able to be in a different place be in a different experience in a different world for me is like yeah (laughs) that is well-being for me I know you said you got your daughter. Is it challenging, I guess, to travel with having a daughter and just with work? Or have you managed to find a a balance between home life and work life? I am really thankful for my family uh, because they know how important travel is to me and how important this business is to me as well. So every time I've had to travel, um, especially for work purposes, for gathering actual purposes, my family have, you know, taken care of her. But um, now, you know, that she's older and, you know, I don't have to watch her like a hawk. <laughs> um, 
of now bringing her along on my trips and just seeing like how she responds but it has been hard and you know you can't do it on your own it's insane it's a nightmare especially at this age where they want to touch everything eat everything just yeah hands are everywhere but but no I, for me it's also very fulfilling you know knowing that there's someone who's a carbon copy of you and loves what you love so I get to share this with her and get to show her so many incredible things and and yeah and I'm like actually this is why I'm doing it you know um for her generation to be able to experience Africa the real way you know and she could be my boss in the future as well if she ever wanted to come into the media hey she's got gallivant gallivant africa yes. there to sort of literally absolutely <laughs> for the audience to know you a little bit better i would say so what's your guilty pleasure oh you can ask anyone in my family it is ice cream i absolutely Ooh, love ice good cream. choice good choice <laughs> Little fun fact, there was a time many years ago, many years when I was still working in corporate world, I, I got retrenched. My heart was broken. And all I had in my fridge, because I hadn't done groceries in a while, was like a five-liter tub of ice cream. I plowed through that thing, breakfast, lunch, and dinner for days. And I was like, actually, I'm not sick of ice cream. That's how much I love it. So, yeah. <laughs> what would you say as well, if you were to choose between would it be going out on a night out or would you say staying in and watching a movie stay at home watch a movie <laughs> oh okay so you're not i guess i would have thought you would have been let's oh, go out on... party but oh I guess... no no <laughs> yeah do not be fooled i am such an introvert i would choose home for the book fireplace all that over you know social groups and all that it's strange i'm quite extroverted person now however I, I grew up quite an introvert and i would still actually choose yes i would still choose staying home what yeah staying home watching watching television and just just enjoying uh, yeah enjoying a meal at home than actually going out and partying and stuff and i could almost say i get my fix when i go traveling yeah. to, to an extent because i'm out i guess when you're out there yeah but when i'm home and because i it's all go all the time. I'd rather not, Dan. It's just so tiring. Yeah. Uh, you know what you know what I mean. You know what I mean by that. I mean, in terms of, it's just you just want to just relax, stay at home, just watch TV and stuff. I guess you can't really look to the future, but in the next five years, when Calavant really gets to the position where you want it to be, yeah. do you see yourself living outside of Africa, or is Africa always going to be the place for you to live? For me, Africa will definitely still be home. Uh, likely South Africa. I think I'd probably move to Cape Town uh, because uh, looking at the continent, Africa, Cape Town is actually a hub for the travel industry. They've won so many awards for the destination. And for me, having a travel media business just sounds right to have it in, you know, in Cape Town. Um, I would love to just spend a lot more time outside of the continent so that I can learn and bring those learnings back home. Uh, but yeah, if I could you know i have a house in cape town in the seychelles definitely have to have a place in seychelles and rwanda i think those are like my my two extra places that i'd love to just spend a lot more time in going hiking in the mountain tops yeah that for me doesn't 
an amazing journey so far you've had. Let's hope it continues. And for people listening in, of course, you can tune into Gallivant Radio via our website, which is www.gallivant.africa. And you can listen to us on your phone, computer, on the on the road, anywhere in the world. But also, Miri, where else can people find you personally? Oh, everywhere. All social media, except for TikTok, surprisingly enough. So Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, and Skype if you really want to have a conversation. But yeah, I'm everywhere. And what's your handle? Is it at Mariro Matema? Mariro Matema. At M-I-R-I-R-O-M-A-T-E-M-A. Mary, as I like to call you, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Congratulations again. No, congratulations again for all your success. And I'll speak to you very soon. Thank you. Bye. That's it for Take a Wonder with Shebs. Don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms. Until next time, bye for now. <laughs>